This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is your boy Dak from the 410 Gaming Podcast, and when I'm not doing terrible wrestling impersonations, I'm listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast on the Orbital Jigsaw Network. Oh, yeah! You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you, as always, to episode number 96. I'm Nick Howell. And full of my old Halo 2 diet of Fritos, chili corn chips, and jacked up on Mountain Dew, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and it is early in the morning for us, Nick. We pulled an all-nighter, guys. We did it. We did it. We pulled the all-nighter to do this show about WWE's Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia. I'm I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know I know <laughs> that's haggard, going to, huh? I know that's going to come across, uh, but I, I want to have full disclosure at the beginning of the show. <laughs> We're wiped out over here. Did pull the all nighter. Did not get a nap in. None of that stuff. No no hacks. Uh, it's been all night. I'm I'm doing pretty good over here. Yeah, but then again, I'm I'm a bartender. I'm used to being up super late, and uh, I watched New Japan till their early hours all the time. So this is this is standard stuff for me. But yeah, Nick, uh, thank I you for was, I was up, I was up at seven thirty uh, yesterday morning. So I'm I'm approaching twenty four hours. Yeah, buddy. Br- and yet you're still running the Starship over there pretty good. Oh, all right. Also, think- we should we should note this will be our our last show from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena here in Southern Southern California. A, a, a somber moment. Yeah. Uh, not the last show of the show. No, but, God, no. We're still uh, doing lots more. But uh, as, as we've said, things are going to be a little sketch for the next few yeah. weeks uh, as we get moved, and you know things aren't going to really level back off probably until the first week of November. We yeah. are going to have. Uh, audio episodes up of the podcast as normal uh, in your podcast app of choice, but the live stream we're going to have to do a little bit more testing on the remote stuff and see sure. how all of that works There'll out. There'll be some so. technical hurdles, yes. a transitional period, if you will. Yes, if you will. But uh, yeah, some quick housekeeping for you guys. As always, you can join us over in the Facebook discussion group, uh, the Busted Wide Open discussion group. Over, see, I'm already messing it up. <laughs> the Busted Wide Open discussion group over on Facebook. Come join us over there. It is the hub of our operation where everybody hangs out. Thanks to everybody for hanging out overnight tonight. It was lively in there tonight. It was nice. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for very, coming in there. Very pleasantly surprised with all of the activity uh, in the thread for Super Showdown. You can also follow us over on Twitter at BWO Podcast and on YouTube, where we do have our all of our live streams that we've done in all of our previous episodes at our new URL, youtube.com mm. slash C slash busted wide open. Beautiful. Thank you to the uh, getting us to that hundred subscriber milestone. And uh, we are just growing more and more from there. If you want to, if you love the show and you want to show us your support, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Pick a tier that you think is right for you. Get some show notes. Get be able to ask listener questions every week that we will address on our main show. And we just put up our September bonus episode. I know it was a few days late. It's I apologize. On NXT, how high can they rise? Yeah. And a very lively discussion about some of the up-and-coming NXT superstars and what we think they're going to do, whether they're going to do well or fizzle out it was supposed to be an hour show and we went like an hour 45 on it we just couldn't no, it was, couldn't long. stop talking we just couldn't stop talking about it, it was good it was a good discussion for yeah, sure very very good stuff uh, speaking of good discussions nick we have a good discussion that we have to have about super showdown here which i thought was a better show than i expected uh certainly uh certainly more happened than i expected but at the same time there were so, there were some downer spots as well 
Let's break it down for everybody because we're going to have the show up pretty quickly after it might be uh, in time for some people to have heard this before actually having watched okay. the actual show. So let's dive right in and break this down from the top of the show. We opened with a match that kind of surprised us that it opened the show. I did not see this one coming out first. In hindsight, it makes sense. And yeah. that was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the New Day, defending their championships against the bar. And the bar came out first, which was surprising until you realize it, this is just to hype people up because the New Day hypes up a crowd. It's uh, it's why the Usos and New Day opened so many shows in the pre-show. It's why you have this happen is because the New Day hypes up a crowd, and that's exactly what they did here. This was all about the New Day making everybody really, really happy that they were there, and it was effective. Yeah, it worked. It really, really worked. Yeah, and the surprising part was that the bar um, came out first. You would think that they would open the show with, with Biggie going, oh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. I, I would have thought so too, but I guess they wanted to open it with music. So, you know, fine. I could I could see both arguments for it. Uh, that being said, the New Day does go over here. It was a Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods tag team. It was a fun little match. Nothing too uh, extraordinary. Nothing too out of this out of this world. It did end with uh, Sheamus getting put down outside, and then a, a double team on Cesaro inside for the one, two, three. Yeah. So not too surprised the bar didn't pick it up. We did both call the uh, New Day to to retain here. But this was definitely about making the crowd feel good and having the New Day go over and open the show on a high note. Uh, here's the question. Going forward, so I, I don't know if the bar is going to continue. We have seen the bar in the New Day feud before. Uh, but I'm wondering, is it Sanity's time now? Maybe. Because they've been sidelined a little bit. We haven't seen Sanity. We haven't seen the Usos in a while. Obviously, a lot of history between Usos and New Day, so I don't think they should go back into a program. Sanity is still Do the fresher team. we have any word on, uh, on the Bludgeon Brothers uh, and his injury? Uh, I think he's out for a few months, Luke so at least, at least until uh, December, I think, okay. from what I understand. So it's going to be a, a little bit longer for him, but I have a feeling that, yeah, the Bludgeons will come back strong when they come back. It's got to be Sanity then. I don't, think it, I don't think you can recycle the Usos yet again. Right, uh, or the bar. I mean, I think, yeah. I think that the bar feud, this was a, this was a pretty conclusive finish here. Yeah. So... I don't see any reason to change Maybe that. Maybe it is sanity. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship. Again, another surprise. Surprise it was this early. But again, I, honestly, I was really happy with how this whole show lined up in terms of the matches. I thought it all, for the most part, made sense where they put everything in terms of the structure of the show. Um, there was no part where I felt like there was a lull in an, in a, at an inappropriate time. I felt like all the matches served their purpose where they were. Yeah. Uh, so this one did actually work out although it is always strange to me to have a championship match not be close to the end of a show but whatever i'm getting used to it uh so this was becky versus charlotte uh, becky defending her championship against charlotte it was a hard-hitting match it was uh it was actually quite a good match my issue with it came with the finish we had uh charlotte attempting to get becky into the uh, figure eight she had her in the figure four and was trying to bridge and uh, Becky reached for and grabbed the title belt that she had tried to walk away from the ring with and uh, had been left in the ring, and she started swatting at Charlotte with this belt until Charlotte released the hold and the ref called for the DQ. Charlotte winning the match, but Becky retaining. Uh, which Not we how both- I, well, I think you did say something on the show on Thursday about how this was th- this could potentially end in some sort of you know Becky would retain by DQ. screwy finish kind yep. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And we did both call Becky to retain. Yep. But uh, this is the thing. So let's discuss this because there was two moments in this match where Becky was booked like an absolutely traditional heel, not like just a, a badass out to prove her worth, but just a. I would say three. There's a third one in there too. So we had Becky trying to walk away from the middle of the match. Yeah, that's one. That's one. And then we had her uh, going for the DQ finish when she couldn't get out any other way that's two that's two what's your third The third one is after charlotte pursued her after the dq was declared knocked her down did all of that and then becky turned right around and did two kind of she she did a i think it was a bexploder on the mat into the barricade mm-hmm. and then started to walk away and then even turned around and went back and gave her another running knee into the barricade and and just kind of just putting a stamp on it a little bit you're not going to see a, a, a face do that kind of stuff but if we're if we're doing the becky 316 comparison going back and adding some stank on it yeah. is that still falls within that purview i don't think that the act like the actions inside the ring where she was uh, you know, ch- cheating to retain her title or walking away in the middle of a match, 
that doesn't fall in line with, I think, what the fans want out of Becky Lynch, which is a badass heel, not a uh, a cheating shit heel, right? Yeah. So that's, to me, that's WWE showing its hand that we still want Becky to be our traditional heel. And I think that is the wrong decision. I really do think that that's not, that she's, one of the reasons why she's hot and people are into her is because of that kind of like tweener heel thing that like that stone cold early stone cold heel where they're a badass. They don't necessarily like stone cold did some cheating too, but it always felt justified. Yeah. Right. It felt like you could, you could at this point, I mean, Becky could murder a puppy in the middle of the ring and the crowd would still probably cheer her, but it's, (laughs) but if she, but if she murdered a puppy every week, they would start to turn, you know what I mean? And that's the sort of thing. If they keep relentlessly, um, making her a character that we have a hard time rooting for. I'm like, oh, I can't really cheer that, but I do like Becky. At some point, it will wear off, and that magic will go away, and it'll be another example of uh, WWE killing the golden goose, in a yeah. sense. Well, we do have some breaking news right in the middle of Super Showdown that uh, there is already going to be a rematch this Tuesday on SmackDown Live for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Why, why, why so soon? I, that's so weird. I thought this was just a build-up for their match at Evolution. Yeah, why not just let it smolder for a week or two? I, mean, I guess they've got something else they want to say. I don't know. I, I'm very curious. This is, this is obviously one of the better feuds they have going, if not one of the best ones. I'm very curious how they're going to handle this Becky situation. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, nervously biting my fingernails week to week, really, because I think that it's something that they could, you know, have something really special on their hands with, or they could really bungle. Yep. And right now they've shown signs of both. Really. There's times where I'm like, oh, they're doing this right. There's times when they're not doing it right. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what that is about and why we're getting a rematch so quickly. Yeah. Well, an hour into the night, we got our first piss break match, which was uh, Bobby Lashley and John Cena facing Elias and Kevin Owens. This was, this was like forty-five minutes in, like not, yeah, maybe not, it, maybe not even that. Almost by the time Elias and Kevin Owens got done, we were almost at an hour. So it, it was. They started out with their typical thing, where they're sitting out there and they learned something very. They did something very special last Monday in Seattle, and they tried to do catch capture that lightning in a bottle again in Melbourne, and kind of did, except they used. No. I think it was footballers that they're football who. Or uh, football players or rugby players or something like that were calling them out, and the Melbourne crowd kind of reacted. Well, here's not the th- nearly as nuclear as no, Seattle. Did. The, what they did in Seattle was basically was the typical shtick, the yeah. Elias shtick. It just happened to hit real hard, yeah. real good. Um, and this was just going back to the same old playbook, and it's fine. Elias has a has a, a very very strong playbook that he you know really kind of tweaks and definitely tweaks uh, from place to place. It was fine here, yeah. and it was an entertaining little bit. Uh, he had to play. He had play was playing a little bit of Thunderstruck on his guitar first to get the crowd all hyped up right. for him, and then he turned on him. But then then we had the uh, <clears throat> the match. Uh, this by the way, the biggest dud on the card. This was a two-on-one handicap match featuring Bobby Lashley. Right. It was Lashley and quote-unquote John Cena yeah. uh, versus Kevin Owens and Elias. This was Lashley getting beaten up and teasing a hot tag on John Cena for 10 minutes. And then finally Cena getting the tag. Cena mugging the entire time with his new JBL haircut. Uh, <laughs> he's, lost like, he's, lost like, he's lost a bit of size, and now he's got a, uh, yeah, like a Drew Gulak haircut that's uh falling apart a little bit right on the right on the right on that little crown area little middle pattern baldness yeah a little, little bit of that going on yep. uh but uh, he just sat on the sidelines the entire time mugging and then gets tagged in and i mean in it's, it had to have been a goof i i don't i can't think of it any other way to put it he came in two shoulder blocks you can't see me five knuckle shuffle and then the new like super punch sixth move of doom on elias one two three we're done and they kept saying he's been training with Jackie Chan in his dojo in right. China or whatever. I, this was I, I was I, this was bizarre to me. This you had John Cena come all the way out here. He gave a nice little speech afterwards where he basically said, "I love doing this. I don't know what's going to happen with my life, but thanks everybody." And that was it. This was worst case scenario for me as far as this match. <laughs> this was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was just a, it, all it was was a hot tag to Cena showcase. Uh, Cena, I, I seriously, Cena did nothing. It was a joke. I, I had, I have to think it was just a joke or a, a, you know, something meta going on there. I actually thought we were getting ready to get a retirement speech out of nowhere 
in in Melbourne. I just, I, you know, after this showing, I I kind of hoped yeah. for it. Oh well, uh, we did both call this, of course, as well. We both knew that there you're was not, no you're not way to fly John Cena to Melbourne no. and and have him lose. No, not not to these two guys. Or he wouldn't. He it. wouldn't have agreed to it anyway. Uh, <laughs> He, I mean, you could have got that pool. He could have had Lashley eat the pin, kind of, but neither of these guys right now they're going to give. I don't know. I, I didn't see it at all. Yep. Uh, next up, we had Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics, a match that I enjoyed way more than I thought I would. Yep. And honestly, like as much as I've been grumbling, and we've been grumbling, we both have been grumbling about the Oscar Naomi pairing. I don't know about you, dude. It's growing on me. It's. No, you're hesitating. I'm, <laughs> I can't tell if you're falling asleep or if it's, you're No, I'm, I am hesitating, but it, the <laughs> wheels are turning much slower right now. Right. <laughs> the, the one thing I saw where there was a little bit of cohesion between the two of them was they both kind of have the hip bump, uh, whatever you call that. Yeah, they did the hip attack on the, hip on attack. the, on the, on the ropes or the, on the outside of the ring. So that was cute. Well, but also, uh, I mean, the dancing coming in, the way that Asuka's hair her, does her look cool. Her mask glows now, and that, yeah. that just kind of makes me eye It didn't roll light my eyes. up, though. It just glows in the black light. Yeah, but uh, okay. Just, I'm just saying, like, it, she hasn't gone full. She doesn't like. It's not like Naomi turned her into the, the. Remember when she was the SmackDown Women's Champion? She literally had like the glow in the dark Hasbro belt. Uh, it's not. It hasn't gotten to that point yet. But Oscar will come out and like will do her dance, like her her. She's always danced, but now she's like dancing to Naomi's music with Naomi. They have in tandem, as you said, moves in the ring. They have a little tandem dance that they do together as well. And they're, I hate to say it, they're actually, a, they're fun. And they actually work well together. And for some reason, it's, I don't know, there's a cohesion there that I'm liking. I, I want Asuka back like I want my dick heel in a suit Bobby Roode back. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I miss them both uh, from, the, from the NXT days. And I, that's all I can think about. I, I can't get past my own butt hurt about what they've done to Asuka to to enjoy whatever they're doing with her now. At least you're aware of that. And it, and it's it's it, I it's I understand that it's immature and that it's it's me not getting what I want and boo hoo. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's it, I feel like it's such a waste of talent. Now that said, maybe they're just treading water with her until Charlotte a place Charlotte for Becky it. until yeah. there's a place. Yeah, sure. If that's the case, fine. And if that's and if, and if it is treading water, at least it's fun. It's entertaining. It's keeping her over because people are loving her in this role. It is a it is something where the audience connects to her, and they're still booking her very strong in this match. The Iconics, who by the way got a huge ovation because obviously they're Aussies, um, and they and they were working heel, but definitely getting a face reaction here. Yeah. Uh, they had to take Oscar out on the outside of the ring and ended ended up pinning Naomi on the inside with a double team, uh, and that's how they won. They they were not pinning Oscar, no. And Oscar looked strong in this match still, and they're keeping her booked strong. So at least from that sense, I, I can't be mad at that either. So yeah, it's growing on me. We did both call the Iconics to win, which was a which was definitely an edgy bet. Yeah, I was taking a flyer for the home team is basically what it was. Yeah, but it it panned out because the Iconics did pick it up and got a huge pop. Now I remember us looking looking at this when they did get the win because it wasn't expected. I was taking I was taking a the we risky were both side taking a flying it. leap. Yeah. Um. But what I did think about was, oh no, what's going to happen with the cruiserweight match? Now? Right. How does this later on? Which in, is in what we night. were saying when we were doing our picks. Is yep. we can't pick both uh, Murphy and the Iconics to win. Stay tuned because we'll get to yep. that in a second. Uh, moving on, the WWE Championship match was next. This was one that we Wait, were both. What? It's it, what, it's now. Well, this is the thing. It has been. This is not the first time. In fact, I think it's becoming a pattern that they're starting to put it in the middle of a show, and it's like the first crescendo to the show. You have a build, build. You know, you know, you have a, a big happy match to start, and then you have a bunch of other matches, and then you have this the, a big championship match in the middle to be a crescendo, and then we kind of go back down and do a little more mid card. We build back up to the finish, and I like that structure because it does it evens everything out a little bit more. It doesn't make it feel like this big empty spot in the middle of the show. Where we have all the mid card and we're kind of like okay come on we've got two hours left till we get to any important matches so i like having important matches in the middle of the show and it does still give this match a bit of an aura because the audience has now you know gotten its breath back by this point so you know still Pat, don't like it well you know and and uh, it's personal preference yeah but i, I it's it's 
I'm okay with it. I prefer the New Japan style where you just are you build and build and build, and the big matches are at the end. Fine, but for sitting down and watching a four hour show, this is working anyway. Yep. AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe, no DQ, no count out. Really good match. Yeah, match of the night easily for me. Uh, oh, really? This, oh, yeah. This this was I I really really enjoyed this match more than I expected I would after the the run that they've had on their recent yeah. matches. This was this was kind of the best one. Like this was one of my favorite matches, maybe uh, from a long time. Wow! So and I, I'm struggling to find my words right now. So bear with me, guys. <laughs> it, it's it, this this is the one that I will remember. There's th- probably looking at the card real quick. Probably three matches that I'll remember. Uh, Which is a, a pretty long good time. ratio for a WWE yeah. pay per view. Yeah, that's a pretty good ratio. So this was this was one of them. I, I think it was very hard hitting. Uh, we got teases for the muscle buster, thinking again. that that again that that was going to be the kind of the closer mm-hmm. where Joe was really gonna close hard this hitting out. match. He busted AJ's lip open again. Yeah, that running lariat that he does. Oh my! Turned God. him they inside were, out. They were snug on some of the stuff. Uh, we did. We didn't have a whole ton of stuff outside the ring. We did have a table get introduced. Um, which actually led to a moment in the match that totally got me, which is uh, AJ suplex Joe through this table, um, reverse what looked like it was going to be a muscle buster through the table. Yeah. And, or uh, it was a suplex with a muscle buster later. I think it was muscle buster. Was, muscle buster was later. Now I'm starting to lose my words. Um, suplexes Joe through the table. Joe sells a leg injury. Yes. So well. Like we, 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 we thought it was legit. Like, we thought it was legit. Completely sold it brilliantly. I heard a pop. I yeah, heard a I heard pop. A, I think I heard a pop. He's telling the ref, uh, you know, I, I can't go on. He tries to stand up, falls over. AJ genuinely looks like he's, he doesn't know what to do next in the match. Like he's lost the plot of the match. Uh, totally, totally got me. Totally got me until AJ started, you know, saying, no, I'm not done with this guy yet. He I comes over and he, qu- he casually just motions the motions ref the out ref of the way. the ref to the side. I'm going to kill this guy now. He's not getting up and go straight for that. Go knee. straight for the knee. And that's when we're like, okay, it's a work. But my God, Joe Terra, he scared the crap out of me. Here we go again. He's injured oh. again. Oh, Joe, you son. It's too good at selling, man. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic match top to bottom. Honestly, I think one of the best uh, title defenses AJ Styles has had since he won it last November. Really uh, like str- very strong match. My only beef was the finish. Yeah. And they did do a really good job of, again, selling Joe's leg and having having it be like where he just couldn't put any weight on it or very little weight on it. It was really giving him problems. And at the end, after a, a, quite a few sequences of, of very good near falls, AJ gets him in a calf crusher and uh, makes him tap out. Didn't see that coming. I question having Joe tap. Yeah. I, I would actually be more comfortable with a, with a solid three count on him because we've seen him eat those. Uh, you know, from Brock, and has kept him strong. It's he, he's been strong even with getting the three count. Tapping from a guy like Joe, I know it needed it for the feud because you know of everything that he's put AJ through. That AJ needed to, from a storyline standpoint, you know, make Joe tap out. Um, but to me, if you do that, the feud's over. And I think it is because of something that happened later. Like AJ's got a new person to deal with. Yep. But I still it, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Me too. But aside from that. Fantastic match. Yeah, amazing match. Meh finish. Yeah. I just I think we were talking about it afterwards. It was you know normally we don't really see people tap out to the calf crusher unless they're just kind of doing work on TV or yeah, something. It's but like, again, they 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 built the leg up so much. Yeah, yeah, you that's know fair. I mean? So it's it was something that I on paper and in my head I'm like ah right, it's fine. It just it didn't feel right watching it at the moment. Yep, totally. Uh, next up, we had Ronda Rousey and the Bellas facing off against the Riot Squad. Before we get to this one, I actually okay. want to mention our pickums from the last one because this is one of the first ones we disagreed on. We only disagreed on two. That's true. And this is the one one of the ones we disagreed on. You thought uh, Joe was going over. Yep. As I recall, you this is the same problem I said uh, we had with Nakamura, where you said I'm picking him until he wins, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Nakamura's any 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 indication? And sure enough, uh, uh, I picked AJ, and and I was right. Well, AJ you could you could always continues. pick AJ to retain, and nine times out of ten, it's it's, it's going to be the thing. Actually, ten times out of ten so far since last November. <laughs> yeah. So true. as you were saying, Ronda Rousey and the Bellas versus the Riot Squad. We were dreading this match too, and so uh, this one played out interestingly. And I, I I was dreading it, but the way that it played out, I actually went 
okay, there's something here. Yeah. At the very beginning of the match, there was some disagreements happening between Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey, and I thought Ronda was just going to like cold cocker at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, just who was going to go first? They, Nikki wanted to go first, Ronda around it, whatever. Sure. So as the match developed and went on and on, Ronda never got into the ring, and I was speculating in my head, going, "Are they gonna? Are they just gonna freeze out yeah. Ronda the whole time and just right. make it about and the Bellas? That's gonna be the beef. And that's the trigger point, the catalyst that right. gets us to Nikki Bella and Ronda at Evolution, because we kind of all inevitably know that that's the the trajectory that they're on. But that's not what happened. We get yet another. Call it a Super Cena moment where she comes in arguably way better than Super Cena. Well, he, she actually wrestled. Well, yeah. She did She did. She stuff. did a double arm bar on Sarah Morgan and Liv Morgan. Uh, sorry, Sarah Morgan. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. It's 6.40 in the morning, yeah. people. Uh, to, I had never seen anything like that done, ever. And it was it was fine. She actually she has that uh, believability where I went, all right, okay, cool, fine. You know what I mean? She picked Sarah Logan up into a fireman's carry and just whipped her around like she was nothing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. I, I'm coming around. Rhonda is As she gets so less and less green, damn I'm coming dynamic. around. She's so damn dynamic in the ring. Yeah. It's hard not to just go, that just looks cool. Or just go, damn. Right. <laughs> damn. Um, I like the fact that Ruby was still protected here. Yep. Uh, she still looked strong. Yep. I, I heard people say that, uh, you know, because we were saying, well, they kept Ruby looking strong on on uh on raw last week and like she lost she didn't look strong i'm like it doesn't matter I, i'm not going to take the wwe line and say wins and losses don't matter they do but how you lose or how you win is a really really big deal yeah and ruby took it to ronda rousey last monday yes she right? did she she lost but she she had a good like one of the better fights anyone's had against ronda so and in this match she kept looking strong as well and she was kept away from the finish which also keeps her looking strong so I doubled down on my fact that they are seeing something in Ruby because they are keeping her looking strong I also want to point out something in this match where maybe it's just me maybe you saw it too was Liv Morgan being a little tight on Brie Bella there I don't I don't know if it was a little tight she was she was straight up kicking the shit out of her yeah I don't know now here's the thing I don't want to get I don't want to feel like I'm getting worked on this I I felt like they were building a little bit of a mini feud between the two and I'd be down with that wait like turn turn into the controversy It definitely feels like that's a little bit of the story of the match going forward. you know their matches going forward you know there's going to be that element of psychology there where hey remember that time she almost knocked out or she did knock out Liv Morgan yeah oh wow well she just hit her really hard there that that was I was going damn it's that kind of meta kayfabe you know where it's 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 well are they really mad at each other or are they not in real life I don't know are they doing something that's off the script you know that that kind of extra level that that modern wrestling and sports entertainment now just kind of has by the nature of it you Uh, just blew my mind by with meta kayfabe by the way Oh, so just, well, no, no, but here that's again, like I, I think that's something they could they could turn this into. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, uh, I, I totally agree. But I, like 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 Matt Hardy and Edge, right? Like that's that's kind of a, 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 an early example of it where we know they have real life beef. Are they really hitting each other? Because like, are they going off script? Are they just going too hard? So yeah, you know, uh, I'm, what I'm really interested in though is how, and they've almost got to start it on Monday. Uh, how do we get to Ronda Rousey and uh, you know the inevitable opponent of Nikki Bella at Evolution? Yeah, because three the, three weeks now the Bellas and and Ronda were hugging after the match, and I, we were both sitting there going, "Oh, are they going to turn? Are they going to punch her? Are they are they going to turn no, on her? Fade to black? No, fade to black. We're all we're all still happy. All, all right. we had, as you said, was that little tease at the beginning where they had a disagreement about who was going to go in first. Yeah, so maybe they're slow playing it. We've got a few weeks. You know what I mean? They can turn this on a dime if they want to. Yep, we'll see what happens. We did both both pick uh, Rousey and the Bellas to win there, so <laughs> they're not no lo- surprise. They're, they're, they're not losing they're to they're the not damn Riot Squad. Come on. No. Next up, we had uh, what is arguably... My know, match of the night. One of the matches of the night, for My sure. My match of the night. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match between Cedric Alexander defending against hometown boy from Melbourne. From Melbourne. Buddy Murphy. Hometown, home country, Buddy Murphy. Again, match of the night. This is what cruiserweight matches should be on the big shows. And we haven't really, honestly, I don't think we've seen one, uh, seen a cruiserweight match 
this good on a pay-per-view since we've had the division. Yeah. To be honest with you, I thought that uh, Ali and Buddy Murphy, or sorry, uh, uh, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. now. Uh, Alexander and Mustafa Ali at WrestleMania was a bit of a snoozer. I thought uh, Agreed. the match at SummerSlam was fine, but not great. This was a great match. It was the definition of a cruiserweight match. Some big, big spots. Uh, Michinoku driver from the top. Cedric Alexander doing that to Buddy Murphy. It looked like a little bit more like a Falcon Arrow or something like that. That Seth Rollins that was, a Mich- was a Michinoku do. driver. Was it a driver? Yeah, okay. it was. A, it was. Uh, really, really scary, beautiful one. Uh <laughs> You know, standing Spanish fly. We had a bunch of just absolutely picture-perfect dives to the outside. Fast-paced. Buddy Murphy kicks out of a lumbar check. That's where this gets interesting. So that's where it got interesting is Cedric finally, you know, starts starts getting on a roll. And we're like, okay, that's it. Buddy Murphy's getting put away. Lumbar check. One, two. No. Murphy kicks out. The crowd starts freaking out. And sure enough, Buddy Murphy puts together a combination, ends up with the Murphy's Law. Cedric Alexander, one, two, three. Buddy Murphy is your new Cruiserweight Championship, and the crowd loses its its damn mind. 70,000 people in Melbourne went apeshit. For a Cruiserweight (sighs) Championship match. That's the most excitement for Cruiserweight anything I've seen in maybe since the CWC. This, This might be a defining moment for 205 Live because I've already seen people online talking about how, wow, that was a really great match. Is that what's happening on 205 Live right now? Yeah. Yeah, if you want three weeks of wrestling a week, don't watch Raw. Watch the the May Young Classic NXT and 205 Live. It'll satisfy you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the kind of response I'm already seeing online from this. It's <laughs> it's it's make it's made a big splash because it was so good and because you can't not feel elated even if you have no horse in the race when you see Buddy Murphy win this. The guy, first of all, Buddy Murphy is a star. Yeah, he's a, he's a prototype. He's he has everything. He's got the charisma, the presence, the incredible wrestling ability. He felt like a star coming out. He felt like a champion coming out. And once he won, it made sense. Yep. And that crowd just ate it up. So we called this one as well. Both of us called Murphy. Um, even though me being Charlotte, North Carolina, Cedric's hometown, kind of big fanboy here. And I think that there was an interesting dynamic here because earlier we called the Iconics, and that was kind of a flyer. And we, I think we both said, well, if we're going to call the Iconics to win – do we also get to call the other hometown guy, Murphy, yeah, to win? Yeah, because precedent would say hometowners don't win, especially sure. heels. And the other precedent was this is supposed like the the negative buzz on this was oh, it's another just glorified house show. Championships don't change hands on house shows. Plot doesn't advance. That Bobby Lashley Cena match is the definition of a house so house show match. This flew in the face of all that. And we both took a flyer on this and said Murphy. And I'm so glad. This is one I'm glad we were right on. Yeah. There's ones I'm, I'm sad we were right on. This is one I'm very glad we were right on because this was absolutely the right decision by WWE to put this title on this man on this show. I haven't watched 205 Live in some time now. I've just been keeping up with you know clips and recaps and things like that. I'm very excited to watch 205 Live this Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be we, fantastic. I think because we were we were questioning uh, Gulak not getting the championship before. Yeah. Now we know why because this this was this match was made before that Gulak match went on. It's all part of the plan. All part of the plan. All right. So moving on, uh, we had the Shield. Versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. It's it's now, according to Michael Cole, now Strowman and Company. Oh, God. It's not the Dogs of War no, like you thought God it was. God forbid we call it something cool. Right. Uh, as we were saying in the chat at the time, from the man that brought you a Seth Rollins knee strike name, The Knee. Yeah. Uh, and his, his, his Braun patented Strowman and company, stomp. His patented the Stomp. The stomp. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, we had a three-on-three match. Uh, Shield coming out of the crowd with their uh, Mortal Kombat masks on. Looked- Three different hallway entrances that took what felt like an hour for them to actually get to the ring. Which is something that we're going to have to beef about when we talk about the next match. Yeah. Because yep, 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 this yep, took yep. a while to this match to get started. That being said, damn good match. Yes, it was. Damn good match. We You had story. You had some incredible spots. You had some really shockingly big moves. Uh, lots of back and forth, lots of emotion, some great false finishes. 
And uh, just a strong match, really strong match all around. For everyone who's bitching about the top of the card, it's hard to bitch about it when they put together a match this good. And part of what helps is is the fact that Roman has sort of faded into the background a little bit in terms of the storyline. Uh, he's become almost a secondary character. Right now, we're still working on, is Dean still going to, is he going to break up the shield? Is he not happy? And that was a main part of this match where he caught an errant Superman punch in the middle of this match and got knocked out of the ring and then happened to, as a very beaten up Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins were sitting in the middle of the ring surrounded by the other three guys, Dean pops up at the same time. And it looks like Dean's going to attack them for a second. Then he kind of, then he actually comes to their defense. My and, immediate thought when this happened was, oh no, please tell me you're not going to do this here in Melbourne. In in a glorified house show, well, you know, it, it, this is not the right place to do this. Or, this needs to or, be done on Raw or on a what your next pay up? Uh, not, uh, it, I guess it's Survivor it's, Series at this point. No, next one is is Crown Jewel. No, I'm I'm talking about like like a real pay per view. <laughs> I'm uh, air quotes real pay per view. I mean that I, that's what, kind of what I'm saying though. They need to legitimize these shows if they're going to be there. They're one a month shows. They need to legitimize these somehow by having things happen. And that would have been something that they could have had happen. But sure. at the same time, I feel like this is a tease for a swerve that's not coming. But at, you can't do point. anything like this at the top of your card that's going to, that where two of your championships live. Um, and and th- uh, yeah, three of them actually. You can't do that in, w- away from where you're getting millions upon millions upon millions of views on TV every What's week. What's unfortunate is I think that's WWE's mentality, and it should not be, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that ad money, though. But, but what you know? about that ad money? Is it, <laughs> if you want to drive people to your network, do something when you have these network only uh, specials. I've, I've been an advocate of that for, since the beginning. Well, then yeah. there you go. So. But anyway, they did not do it here, which I think is the right decision because I don't think turning Dean this soon is the right idea. Uh, what they did do is have Dean man up and save the day, ends up getting the uh, the final pin on Dolph Ziggler, which I called that they, it was going to be him pinning Dolph because they are the two main parts of the storyline right now is Dean going to turn is Dolph the weak link in Braun's little company there. And I think that will be the storyline going forward to Monday is Dolph ate the pin. Uh, the honestly, there was two big spots in this match. I just wanted to call out one Braun Strowman went to the top goddamn rope and jumped off and he got wobbly legged and almost fell back. Oh, he came down on his damn legs. He, he landed on his feet and I almost watched a 400-pound man's knees blow out like a pair of shotgun shells. <laughs> Terrifying. It should, gotta, he's got to come down. Just eat the bump and take it on your chest, man. Yes. It sucks, but don't lose your damn knees. Braun, God, scared the crap out of me. Yep. The other big spot, and you know, you can hate on Roman Reigns all you want. This was so perfectly executed, it, it beggars belief. Uh. Braun Strowman stalking everyone outside the ring, lays out Roman, lays out Seth, uh, gets his boys to beat up Dean inside the ring, sends him outside, says, I'm going to run him down too. Dean is huddled over in a corner, and Braun Strowman lines him up, starts charging at him. Roman comes out of nowhere and perfectly spears Braun through the barricade. And it looked brutal. It looked hard. Roman sold it afterwards like he had just nearly killed himself. Yeah. And that little section was taped off like it was a crime scene. For the rest scene. of the night. <laughs> it was a crime scene for the rest of the night. Uh, and it could have been a crime scene because he murdered Braun. It was a fantastic spot. Yep. Uh, we did both call the shield here to to win. Uh, plus five to you for calling the uh, the correct pin. I did say Ziggler was going to eat the pin. We both just, knew Ziggler was eating I, that pin. I just figured it was Roman to keep because Roman reigns. I will, you know. but I and and thank but I, your logic though of Dean though makes perfect. He sense. He was the story. Yeah. He he had to establish that he was part of the shield. They all hugged it out afterwards. Got the little shield fist bump. It looks like the boys are good. Yep. Uh, as we wrap things up, the number one contender match for the WWE title, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. This is weird. Uh, there are competing senses of logic as to what the hell happened here. Okay, so let's say what happened first. Sure. First, The Miz came out, looked like he was going to give a speech. Cut off after three words. Daniel Bryan's music comes on. Daniel Bryan comes to the ring. We have a match that lasts maybe three or four minutes max. I didn't time it, unfortunately. 
it was very short. Daniel Bryan with the roll-up pin, one, two, three, runs away with number one contender. What? It was bizarre. Now, okay, so there are a number of theories here. Obviously, the the most likely one is they were running long. Yep. Uh, we needed all of our time for the main event. This match didn't really matter that much, so they could cut it down. It still sucks because he takes the wind out of this feud, which we've all been kind of hyped for. It, it makes uh, just, I don't know. It doesn't help that this, you, he was you, already a little off the rails. You, just really you, you could have cut five minutes out of Bobby Lashley getting his ass kicked earlier. They didn't in know the they night. were over then, though. I, they went over somewhere else. That's why you put all that shit at the beginning. They, they went over in the Shield match, probably with the entrances there. Who knows where they went over? The, what, yeah. the point is that they lost about five or six minutes somewhere in the show, and they had to take it out of Miz and Daniel Bryan, most likely. The other thing is, is that uh, if this was meant to be this short, or even if it wasn't, uh, Daniel Bryan is now your number one contender for AJ Styles' title. I don't think Miz is done with this yet. Mm-mm, I, don't I think Miz Daniel Bryan has enough legs in history to be able to kind of subtly go on. It's been kind of a back burner feud for years anyway. This can continue to be a simmering feud going forward. Miz can now interfere with with all anything Daniel Bryan does going forward because he, you know, now he's beefed about this quick roll up uh pin here. Does Daniel Bryan surplant AJ Styles at the t- uh, as the champion and you end up with uh, a Daniel Bryan and Miz feud over the WWE Championship early next year. It could end up that way. I wonder if Miz will somehow get involved in, because now you AJ pick, goes on a so vacation. So here's the other match we disagreed with. Yeah, yeah. You said I have Miz. A, it was one of my famous cons- conspiracy yes, theories. Famous conspiracy theories yeah. that always end up so well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, it wouldn't be any fun if I didn't have some fun. I myself, agree. You know? I love him. I love yeah. hearing you spin off on him. Yes. Uh, so, the, but you thought that the Miz was going to go get a title shot. Uh, he's earned it. There's nothing to say he won't still be in the involved in the title scene. Sure. He'll he just might be the spoiler guy who comes in and screws it up for Miz and uh, excuse me for Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Uh, I think that he could still be involved in it, and then you know because he's involved at some point. He could even pick up the title, and we have Ms. Daniel Bryan going into WrestleMania. That could still be a thing. A la Champa stealing the title away from the Gargano exactly. and NXT. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not out of the question yet. It would give Miz something to do, and it certainly, as you said, he's earned it. Yep. Um, but that being said, I also don't at this point know if they're going to take that title off of AJ anytime soon. If they might keep it on him and let him, it just certainly break doesn't look that way. Punk's record. I mean, if you look at this, he won the title last November. And arguably, I would say it's because he did such a big solid for Vince coming in and saving the pay-per-view when Bray Wyatt got the mumps, flew his ass in from South America to wherever it was, Michigan or Milwaukee, Yeah, uh, where he flew uh, <laughs> one night in Milwaukee. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Someone call Aiden. Uh, he flew in and saved that pay-per-view, gave them you know one of the arguable matches of the year with him and Finn Balor. And now look at him. A month later, he gets the title in in Manchester, which seemed like it was you know a hot shot. And now here he is, however many months later, still the champ. So I'm wondering if this is just he's getting paid back and he's gonna he's gonna break that record now. Maybe it's been so long. Maybe so. We will see. Uh, one point of contention that I wanted to bring up before I forget it: there were some a couple several really good ad spots for Aust- uh, Australian based ad spots. The one that I want to call out was involved <laughs> Naomi. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso. Uh, Naomi walks into a hotel room. There are roses and candles everywhere. There's a trail of rose petals that leads all the way into the looks bathroom. Looks very romantic. And it looks... The big looks, old heart on the bed in rose looks petals. awesome. Yeah. The trail leads into the bathroom. Oh, Jimmy, you should And know. we find a naked Jimmy Uso in the bathtub eating a meat pie. And it's a com- that is a commercial for the company that makes meat the, the pies. The meat pies. They're like, hey, honey, I didn't hear you come in. What the that, hell? That's it. That and that's the commercial. But it answers Jimmy's cousin's question: Do you like pie? <laughs> I was waiting for the the Vegemite commercial to come on. Oh, so next. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so no Vegemite, no Fosters. Thank Sorry, God. Australians. I, I know you guys love your Vegemite, but I, I can't do that. Stuff. I think it's delicious. I was oh. raised on it too. But then again, I've you know I got family in Australia, so. All right. Oh, wow. So at this point, you you're up by two on me. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. I have not gotten one wrong yet. Yeah, you you're kind of running perfect going into the main event, which the was Triple event. H versus the Undertaker one last oh, time. God, Triple H with his buddy Shawn Michaels in the corner. Versus Undertaker and Kane, the Brothers of Exhaustion. I'm uh, the Brothers of Destruction. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, this was ex- pretty much exactly. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. I was about to say this is exactly what we thought it would be: two old guys going at it uh, and looking like they really shouldn't be wrestling. It was that. It was also a lot harder hitting and a lot more bumps than I expected. Okay. Triple H, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels both bumped like sons of bitches. For the Undertaker, uh, and Taker took a couple of, of big ones too, but it was a lot more bumping than I thought. And they went out in the crowd at one point. Uh, there was some serious chair shots a few times. Uh, Undertaker naturally went old school early in the match, but so he wouldn't fall off. Uh, <laughs> but this was this at a certain point, you could tell Taker was gassed. Eyes gouging and just could not, couldn't catch his breath. Eyes bulging, yeah, stumbling for, around. Oh, man, I, like there's only so much that's selling, and then there's there's just creaky stumbling around. Uh, the the there was one the, the uh, sledgehammer came out, of course, and it was a sledgehammer to the chair into Taker's face, which was pretty gnarly. Um, Taker at one point thought he gave he gave trips a tombstone, thought he had it won, knocked out. Yeah, that was got mad at uh, referee Mike Kyoto, socked him, sent him out of the ring. Um, well, as I said to you, I'll say to everybody else too. Mike Kyoto has been along for that ride right beside them sure. for the for the twenty years as well. So it, it was I I thought it was kind of like a fitting tribute of you you could to come play with us too because he's been a referee with WWE now f- since the mid nineties, and I, it's he's been there for. Every single match that they yeah. that they were celeb- you know, kind of celebrating with this event. So I was happy to see him get that opportunity. Uh, it would have either been him or Charles Johnson, but Charles Robinson, a uh, Robinson. Thank you. I actually kept expecting Charles Robinson to run seven a.m. So, <laughs> I because here's the thing: we had uh, so first of all, uh, Kyoto gets knocked out. Yep, and then later uh, Triple H has Undertaker pinned after hitting with I believe it uh, the the with with the with the sledgehammer. And um, uh, and a pedigree, and Kane pulls the new ref, I, whose name I always forget. Yeah, the Jersey Shore, Shore looking guy. Yeah, Guido McJersey Shore. Uh, <laughs> he he got pulled out of the ring, so he was down. Kyoto was down. I kept expecting Charles Robinson to come out and run that entire length and just go sliding in the ring the way that he does. Yep, and go almost the entire still ring. sliding and still he's sliding he's, and he's counting. He's counting. I expected that to happen. It didn't happen. I was a little bummed, but, uh, but yeah, so he, okay. The big story here is it took two super kicks, uh, chair shots, a sledgehammer, uh, pedigree, a whole bunch, but it did finally happen. Undertaker went down one, two, three, two, triple H. Yes. The shovel never loses. Nope. At the end of the day, you can win a few times. Shovel will catch up with you. Devil will always catch up with you. Yeah, I knew there was no way Taker was winning this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, just, I hate to say it, too. We both called Triple H to win this, and this was the one where I was just like, I had to grit my teeth when I said it. Yep. I just had to look at reality. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, nope. That's just, that's how it works, man. But we weren't done. Even afterwards, there was some celebrations that went on. Everybody was having a nice good time. honorable, like, you know, the Taker finally, me, eh, all right, you finally got me. And they yep. hugged and stood up and Taker raised hands. Taker hands him the sledgehammer, yeah. and he drops the sledgehammer out of the ring, and they oh, all celebrate nice. together, four hands up in the air, and, oh, God, we're not done. Both of them get tombstoned. Yep. Taker and Kane attack the, uh, the two DX boys. And I gotta say, we didn't, we didn't get a suck it. I actually thought we might get one of those uh, with with Taker sitting in the corner and Kane selling outside the ring, uh, but <laughs> we did get the um, or we didn't get the. God, I can't talk right now. Jesus <laughs> you got this, buddy. Come on, Nick. 
Stay with me. Stay with me. We did get the tombstones, and there was a whole purpose to it because you have to close the show with Undertaker's music going so they can walk up the ramp and we can stare at their backs. Well, but it's also because it's I honestly we kind of suspected this. It's going to go for a tag match in Riyadh at uh, at is that at confirmed now? It is not confirmed yet, but wait for it. it'll probably be confirmed pretty soon. Uh, because I, suspect, I can't do that again. I suspect it'll get confirmed on SmackDown or something. The, the SmackDown One Thousand is coming, so I know Taker's probably going to be there for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess money talks, but I don't know if I can. Sit hey, through Taker one. and Triple H last time ever one on one. Maybe they made a big deal to say one on one, one on one. What is going to change on the card in the feuds that we have between now and Crown Jewel? Arguably nothing. Right. Uh, Bob uh, Buddy Murphy has the cruiserweight championship. Yes. Nothing else is different. What's going to change? What's going to well, be gonna different? Ch- and what's going to change there? I don't think any of the major championships are going to change. Right. In, so why do I? Saturday. Why am I incented to even consider watching Crown Jewel? But that's kind of my point: is they need to start changing more stuff on these shows to give you that incentive and not give you that mentality of well, why should I bother? Yeah. Right. Give and also give the people who are giving you these, you know, huge amount of zeros, uh, something like give them their money's worth. Yeah. Give him some an event. Look how how insane everyone was. I, I just mentioned AJ Styles winning the championship in Manchester. That was insane. They, they went nuts. It doesn't happen, and it should. It's it's special when it happens. Look at look at uh, Buddy Murphy tonight. I know it was a hometown thing too, but it was a big deal. Uh, but yeah, this match unfortunately was it was particularly rough because obviously it was very early in the morning, and uh, this was uh, it was it was watching these guys stumble around. It was it was hard. It was hard to stay awake. Uh, I'm actually going to st- uh, take a line from Will James, who was in our our live chat. Oh okay, yeah, uh, line he, of the night right here, folks. Uh, he, I'm I'm going to try and get it perfectly right here. Uh, he said, uh, uh, "Good storytelling, but it's kind of like watching your dog die." Talking about the Taker and Triple H match. Yes. Yeah. It, it's true. It was a really here's a, it was a very overbooked match. Yeah. Overbooked to. Uh, Jesus Christ to death to death literally but but also on paper on paper a really well laid out match uh that being said it's just it would have been a well laid out match if these guys hadn't if didn't terrify me that one of them was just going to drop dead and explode into a cloud of dust yeah so well final thoughts on the show last few minutes here um for me this did just come across as a glorified house show really it reeks of WWE getting handed a giant suitcase of cash and a list of demands and what they're willing to do on, on their we want end. The, we want these people. We want these people. So you get John Cena to show up for a 30-second spot to Super Cena out and then give some kind of little princess speech. Sure. Thanks for coming. whoop de doo I can't imagine how many millions he made just for doing that tonight. Right. Uh, so I'm looking forward back, you know, kind of retracing my steps towards Crown Jewel going... I don't see what's going to be different. Well, here's the thing. They could literally deliver the exact same card on the other side of the world and be done and collect their millions. You know? There will be quite a few different matches. Obviously, Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles. You've got the triple threat at the top of the card instead of... uh, You'll probably have the tag champions defended. You might have an Intercontinental Championship match, which I hope they do. Um, And I actually... I think this show narrowly avoided the, the house show... Uh, stigma because there was quite a few matches that didn't feel like house show matches. The AJ Styles Samoa Joe match was way too hard hitting to feel like a house show match. Yeah. The um, the three on three match Shield versus uh, Braun Strowman and company was uh, I thought that was a, a, a way bigger match. Can make an argument for Charlotte Becky as well. Charlotte Becky was very strong, although the DQ one that that felt house show to me. Yeah. Um, and I thought Triple H Undertaker was. They again because it was so overbooked and it was so chaotic and so many weapons and so many outside spots. You know they made it no DQ so uh, Kane and and uh, Shawn Michaels could get involved sure. and, and not have a whole bunch more. Uh, it was silliness. a showcase though. It was a, it was a it legends was, showcase. But I'm saying it narrowly avoided it because of a few elements and of course Buddy Murphy and a, a title changing hands. Yeah. So that that's the big one. All fair points. Uh, I just I why should I and I'm, I get the triple threat was the one that you mentioned that really stood out to me that I had kind of forgotten about was going to be at the Crown Jewel one. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm 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 looking forward to seeing that stuff. Yeah. I just I'm worried about the if we're going to continue to do these international large WrestleMania-esque cards sure. uh, around the world. Have something happen. 
something's got to happen and it can't be so repetitive and so close to each other mm. within a matter of weeks of each other. Yeah, I think I think it was a bad Same idea. Same thing happened with WrestleMania and uh, when we went to um, uh, Saudi Arabia yeah, the, the first Israel time. Yeah, the Rumble. Yeah. It was just too close. And again, here, I think they booked them too close with Melbourne and, and uh, Crown Jewels. It's yeah. definitely too close. But if they can get Crown Jewel to have the level of quality of a lot of these matches and if they can get it to have a couple of surprise things happen, a little bit of story movement or a, a title changing hands, then it will feel more legitimate. And it doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to be SummerSlam. It doesn't need to be uh, Survivor Series or Royal Rumble and have like a major plot shift happen. Yeah. Just something. You know well, I, I mean? knew something was going to be off when we found out that tables, ladders, and chairs was wasn't going to be till December because that's traditionally like your September or October. Yeah, they shuffled every, they shuffled everything around, but I'm not mad at that either. Like you know, put it where you put it, and, and yeah, but that's one of my favorites. We, we and lose. it's not what I want. Oh, where, where, where? It's okay, Nick. <sighs> it'll be it'll be fine, buddy. Well, was it worth staying up for you to watch that tonight, or would you have been just fine watching it during the day? Uh, yeah, I probably could have waited till the daytime to see it. But at the same time, I'm not mad that I saw it. You know what I mean? Same here. You know, it was great to hang out with some of the, some of the folks in the discussion group. I I definitely liked the, the live interaction with everybody as I always do. And, and, and frankly, you know, I, I was entertained the entire time. I, I know you had a couple of times where you started to nod. Uh, again, this I'm a night owl. This is more my time. Well, I am too, but I have been up since 7:30 in the morning yesterday because I had work stuff. Right. Yeah. And and again, there was I didn't have any times where I felt like oh, it's really dragging. A little bit in the Taker and, and uh, the Taker and uh, Triple H match. A little yeah. bit in the John Cena Lashley match. Both of those, I was kind of like, oh god. Yeah, I had to get up and do jumping jacks and put some blood in the legs <laughs> a couple of times. But uh, but oh no, overall it was a very entertaining show with, with a lot of very solid matches. So I I, I actually was I th- I thought it overperformed from what I expected. Um, the only thing I'm a little bummed about is that I, that I got everything right, that I picked everything right, and you got eight out of ten as well. So it's I mean we both th- there were only two. Yeah, really, and, and those were as, as you even admitted, those were both just flip a coin picks so and i'm not sure if that's just us being that damn good or if it's just that it was that damn predictable mix i think it's that damn predictable because <laughs> we you know as you said they're not going to change they're not going to change a lot of stuff yeah uh, on these on these shows that are outside of quote unquote outside of kayfabe i don't know yeah i don't know what the at, story at the end is of the that. day solid show better than i thought it was going to be yep happy i saw it uh happy i saw it when i saw it yep and uh, I, I hope everyone I echo who, all of that. Everyone, everyone who has not seen it yet, it definitely a couple of matches worth checking out. Um, Three, <laughs> I'd I'd say five, up to five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I that I, I, just, I mean, you know, I, I would say the Asuka, Naomi, and Iconics matches because seeing the Iconics in their home country was a really cool. Just fast forward. Moment. Fast forward to the end of the match, though. That's and well, just see, I, the match. You, I thought was entertaining too. Anyway, the yeah. bottom line is, thank you guys very much for hanging with us here and listening to yes. our recap and analysis yes. of the super showdown Australia show from the WWE. Uh, I certainly had a fun time hanging out with everyone in the chat. I had a fun time seeing it with you, sir. Yes. And uh, maybe, even though maybe we're our both, last one together, ever. maybe our last one together, not ever stop that. <laughs> our last one here, the orbital jigsaw arena. But uh, yeah, man, it was a, uh, that's, that's good stuff. We need to come up with a way uh, now that we're not going to be in the same city. Uh, our, our opposite ends of the country. We need to come up with a way where we can do like live watch parties legally with with some of this stuff where we're not rebroadcasting it. Like somehow I know it's there's doable. a way just, to do. You like, have the watch- camera on us, and you don't you can't put it on the, on the TV. Right. I think the what culture guys do this on some of the pay per views. They do it going and raw. You'll it. hear it in the background. Yeah. Um. Where where you can hear what's going on. It's and just queued up the, to the show. Right. Yeah. It's doable. So anyway, we'll figure some of that fun stuff out to do as we get towards the end yeah, of the, Nick, over the next Nick couple the, months. Nick is the tech wizard. Just got to hang out while he figures out how to do it, and it will get done. And we Give will me time. I'm going to build myself one of, those, one of those big studios like you saw in the movie Swordfish, where he's got like 27 monitors, and it's all this crazy stuff's going on. It's it's going to be a hell of a studio did once I get done with it. Did you Swordfish reference? I did. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hey, Halle Berry and her $15,000 topless scene. Yes. yes. <laughs> for, for two, she got paid that for two seconds. Oh, uh, we're so old. Yep. Uh, that, I love that John Travolta that's still one of John Travolta's best roles in my opinion you're though. out of your damn mind <laughs> god I want to take your face off <laughs> take his face off oh, 
Guys, we're, that's we're our, so loopy. That's our show, our recap. Thank you very much for hanging out with us in the chat in the uh, Busted Wide Open discussion group on Facebook. If you're not in there, make sure you join up over in the discussion group on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at BWO Podcast. And if you like this show and want to support what we do and get some special bonus episodes and access to additional content, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Pick a tier that is right for you. For the price of a cup of coffee once per month, you get access to all kinds of fun additional content. And don't forget to go to YouTube as well. We now have a nice, delicious website. You can go to their YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash busted wide open. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell. We will be coming back live on there again. We're off for a few weeks, as we said, from our live cast just because Nick's read. He's, he's going out east. But uh, we will be getting back up there live in a couple of weeks. We give you plenty of time to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We do put up our audio podcast there as well. So it's yep. a great place to check it out yep. as well. But I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, Will somebody stop the damn match. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.